0: Welcome to What in the Wide World of Sports. I am your host Elle and today I'm happy to introduce one of my best friends Allie to the show. Allie why don't you give us a little bio about yourself.
1: Hi thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Allie Burgess. I'm a freshman at Smith College and my intended majors are theater and Spanish but I'm also an endurance athlete and I've been distance running for about seven years now.
0: Uh, today's episode is definitely on a more serious note but we plan to make it a great show out of it. Uh, Today's topic is our debate on the debate about medical (laughs) marijuana in the NFL and across pro leagues. We also will shortly discuss the PED's scandal relating to the outstanding documentary, Icarus, which you can watch on Netflix. So let's jump right in. Um, So our first discussion point is about the players' use of medical marijuana versus painkillers. But first I would like to say, um, this is the NFL's policy on medical marijuana. The NFL Players Association prohibits active players from using marijuana as part of the league's policy on substance abuse. The only way around this policy is if a player has what is called a therapeutic use exemption, indicating that the athlete requires the substance to treat a diagnosed medical problem. Um, So it's definitely just a debate about marijuana versus painkillers. Um, The NFL allows opioids. So that's
1: kind of of messed up in my opinion, but, you know...
0: Um, it's pretty standard for most most leagues. So the evolution of opioid dependency for NFL players is now switching. More players are demanding that the NFL re-evaluate their medical marijuana policy because it's less addictive. Um, and there's a ton of more health benefits to medical marijuana than versus opioids anyway.
1: Yeah, Personally, I've had a lot of health issues um, throughout my distance-running career, and um, these health issues impacted my... My running and the medication prescribed to me had horrible side effects and addictive properties. And it just, it made everything really miserable. And I probably could have really benefited from the medicinal properties of cannabis. And I'm currently looking into that, but because of my interest in medicinal cannabis, I'm not gonna be able to compete ever again. I, you know, I was asked to run on my college team's um, winter track, my college's winter track team, but because of my possible need for medicinal, medicinal cannabis, I just won't ever be able to compete again, which is really sad, but it's okay because my health is more important than competition. But um, the stigma against medical marijuana is still so high, even though, in my opinion, opioid dependency is so dangerous and completely
0: avoidable with, if medicinal cannabis becomes more normalized. Well, um, I had the opportunity to listen to Mike James speak during um, a class presentation. Um, this past um, fall semester at Miami and basically his story you can actually look it up it's on CNN um, he is campaigning he's no longer in the NFL but he is campa- campaigning to bring a medical marijuana policy to the NFL because he himself had um, issues with opioids after an ankle injury and that kind of he developed a slight dependence to it and said this is not right and his wife told him try this she had friends who have done it and then he said he never tried it before and he said that's a street drug but he learned quickly over time that that was the complete opposite and it really helped him perform better Um, and he said that the NFL really needs to see medical marijuana as a true um, medical kind of and I think also when you look at the side effects of
1: medical marijuana versus opioids, I think for a pro athlete, you're probably not going to want some of the more mental side effects that painkillers might have if you have an injury, because that'll affect like your anxiety and your stress. And if you're under an insane amount of stress because you're a pro athlete, adding stress from, you know, withdrawal symptoms, that's that's not going to up your game at all. But marijuana, on the other hand, you're not going to have that hangover feeling if you're not on it. And it's... it's It's easier to transition from, you know, being medicated and, you know, managing your pain to being completely sober and clear headed on the field.
0: Well, uh, we're going to move on. So let's discuss the PEDs debate specifically in the current Olympic system. I know we both watched the documentary Icarus and a brief synopsis of the film is that the movie director who on the side is an amateur cyclist was interested in how exactly these cyclists got away with using PEDs. Um, it came right after the Lance Armstrong scandal, so this director eventually gets wrapped up in the Russian doping scandal, um, and basically has all of it on film, which is just incredible. And I would really highly recommend it to watch it. It's just amazing. Yeah,
1: it's it's absolutely insane. It was I've never been more shocked by a documentary in my life. Same
0: here. It was really surprising that how long they got away with it. Um, I'm still intrigued by you know how the Olympic Committee just completely overlooked it for so long because they've been doing it since, I think, I believe the 80s. Um, and I'm very interested in the next steps the Olympic Committee is trying to make for the next Olympics. We all know that in the winter, the past Winter Olympics, they were the Olympic athletes of Russia. They could not um, participate under the Russian flag, even though some of them were still using PEDs at the time because they were tested more. Yeah, that,
1: that seemed a little... That seemed like a weird solution to me. Like, I don't know. I feel like that was kind of just covering up the issue rather than addressing what the actual problem is. But I'm very interested to see and see what they actually decide to do about this scandal because it's so hard when you're working with different countries. Like, it's 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 so hard to regulate stuff like this. So I don't know how the Olympic Committee plans on
0: doing that. And it was a country-sponsored program. Apparently, through the film, you will learn that. I highly recommend watching it again. But, um, that the government was sponsoring it. They were given government money to, you know, fund this program. And then it was WADA, who's the uh, World Association of Doping, something like that, um, cracked down on it and found this lab. And so this filmmaker got wrapped up in it. And eventually, the, um the guy who he's, he was interviewing constantly in the film was the head of the program um, he is now like under witness protection in the US it's crazy um, yeah and it's
1: hard because like how are we going to fix this without getting more information and how are we going to get more information if the russian government is going to kill the people who can give us that information like it it's so dangerous and scary and it people's lives are in danger when you look into big scandals like this so it's it's tricky to you know protect the people who can help us fix this and yeah also looking into it
0: yeah well I think that is all for today I'm so happy Allie could come on the show so why don't you give yourself a quick shout out
1: yeah um my twitter handle is at Allie Burgess 12 so that's a-l-l-i-e-b-u-r-g-e-s-s 12 um You know, follow me on Twitter if you want some
0: quality social justice content and sports occasionally, but yeah. Um, I would like to thank you all for listening to today's show, and stay tuned for a college basketball episode, a special women in sports industry episode, and we are also looking for some new guests for the show and suggestions on what you want to hear, so please fire away. As always, I'm your host, Elle, and thanks again for listening to What in the Wide World of Sports.